Welcome back to the Business Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of business, unveiling a new, hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode, we explore the evolving landscape of leadership in the business world. As our desires for better leadership continue to evolve, it is crucial to adapt and embrace new approaches. Charlene Norman shares her insights on leadership, offering a few thought-provoking ideas to help us navigate these changing times. From the importance of empathy to the power of vulnerability, this article provides valuable perspectives on effective leadership. Let's dive in. A Few Thoughts on Leadership by Charlene Norman The world of business has definitely changed over the last few years, hasn't it? Suddenly, we all want empathetic, caring, and concerned managers and leaders who put we the people ahead of the pursuit of profit. We want to work with organizations that have a big dream to save the planet, fix climate change, do good things, and pay their people well, acknowledge their greatness, and make them feel part of the entire process. And you know what? I get it. We can all see that the world of greed has ruined the planet, has not given us happiness, has separated us into haves and have-nots, and so many of us are just plain fed up. But here's the thing that bothers me the most. We want superheroes to lead us. And superheroes live in comic books and movies. And on the other hand, we live with real human beings. I mean, we've all seen the various governments get voted in and out. And we've all had an active role in tossing out the rigid ones and bringing in the populist ones. And and what did that give us? An inside view. Humans are selfish and out for themselves. And yet, we insist on voting in the ones we believe will make our lives better. So what is so different about our pent-up demand for good leaders in business? I will submit to you absolutely nothing. Because we will inhabit, and still inhabit, a fabulous planet with frail human beings. Because nobody is the perfect leader. And because one nobody isn't going to rescue us. That power, the power to change our lives, our circumstances, and our companies rests with each one of us. Crazy, right? Let me share with you why this will work. And first, I would ask that you allow me to share 30 seconds of a bit of my street cred. I've led 60 acquisitions, 10 dispositions, 35 or 40 profit overhauls with re-engineering, with continuous improvement, new products and or internal realignments, five culture changes, a few startups, and even a bankruptcy. I've got public, private, national, and international experience. And I've also run $30 million revenue-producing production facility up to overseeing a three-quarters of a billion-dollar division. Throughout all this, I've also lost count of the number of millionaires that I've made that have come out of this. 
But here's the most important thing you need to know. I did none of this alone. I always had a team. The only thing I've ever done alone since I was five years old is eat, sleep, think, write, plan, and now mentor companies to get bigger, better, stronger, and smarter. Everything else has always been with a team. Real and virtual across three continents, always with ordinary people and always delivering extraordinary results. All of this to say I know a little bit about being a leader and I have a little bit of experience doing the leadership type stuff. Probably most importantly for you, I have played being a leader and a human being simultaneously. I've made many mistakes along the way, and I'm very comfortable sharing what it looks like inside, warts and all. So first, let's start with something you already know. You're not crazy. The old ways must go out the door, and the way that you're thinking today, that there has got to be a better way, is exactly right. Why? Well, here's the thing. Business is personal. Personal means people, and people deliver the results. Not machines, not data, not tech. People. And leadership is a privilege you have with those people. And when you exercise that privilege in the right way, you never lose. You actually win beyond your wildest dreams. I call that badass leadership, and I spell badass with two dollar signs because it's been my experience and the experience of every other badass leader that I know. When you put people first, your profits go through the roof. So let's begin our conversation with what leadership is not and then discuss what leadership is. So leadership is not about having great presentation skills or talking in front of a crowd, or in front of a person, or even always having the right answer, asking the right question, knowing what to say, showing up on time, developing a plan, keeping your commitment, thinking big picture, writing checks, signing POs, hiring, and firing. That's not what leadership is. What leadership is, is an attitude. It's an attitude about wanting to make a difference. And it's about wanting to be in charge. And here's the key. In collaboration or in partnership with others. It's about wanting to give others the tools to make them the best that they can be. Leadership is about always thinking we before me. We never learned that one, did we? Leadership is about sharing the bad stuff with all the good stuff. Leadership is listening with an open ear and more importantly, with an open heart. Now, lest you think I've gone mushy on you, let me assure you, every single leader I know has a wide streak down his or her back called winner. And dotted along that streak are some mantras. We here are eight of my mantras. Number one, you are always, always going to meet someone smarter than you. So make it a top priority to never meet anyone better prepared. Think about that. Number two, 
Don't be afraid to cross the line. Because unless you cross it, you're never going to know where it is. However, once you do cross it, never cross it again. Number three, if you are paid to win, win. There is no valor in a good loss. Win. Number four, no one cares what you're about to do. They care about what you've done. So get off your ass and get to work. Five, don't keep promises. Exceed them. The right people will love you. The wrong people will fear you. And either is just fine. Six, spontaneous outbursts reveal the deepest truths. Get your opponents to lose their cool. You win. Seven, when you win, win with dignity because those you defeat will frequently become your best clients. And number eight, never rationalize. Listen, you're smart enough to know right from wrong. Always choose the right way because people are always watching you. Now let's look at one of the biggest fake discussions ever invented. The one about whether leaders are born or made. And that one is just so dumb. It was designed to make everyone think that first, anyone can be a leader. Not true. Second, anyone wanted to be a leader. Definitely not true. And lastly, the only way to glory is to be a leader. I call poppycock on all of this. What we have today is a billion-dollar industry with a bunch of well-intentioned and some not-so-well-intentioned companies and individuals who swear they have the goods on how to be a leader. And the sad fact is the only real winners are the folks putting on the courses. So why is that? Because in my humble opinion, leaders are born and molded. Managers are made. A real leader is born, and then, if he or she is lucky, molded like clay into a fine instrument. Managers are all the rest. They're made. And I will expound upon that in another blogcast. But for now, I want you to know that in the real world, leaders are born and molded. Furthermore, I want you to know that leadership is a seven-letter world. Seven. I can hear you ask. Seven-letter word? Are you crazy? You've lost your mind. No, I haven't. Let me spell it for you. C-O-U-R-A-G-E. And now, of course, you're telling me I don't know how to spell either. <laughs> but the truth is, you know what? Leadership is actually courage. And let me show you what I mean. C stands for challenge. Leaders see everything as a challenge and an opportunity. A leader never sees a negative. It's not that they don't know that there are negatives there, but they only see positive challenges, which means there is an opportunity all over. Do you see that subtle mindset shift? Now, O stands for outside and outcomes. Unfortunately, you are always going to be on the outside looking in. And you are always responsible for the outcomes. 
you are always going to be asking, are we there yet? What are the results and outcomes? How soon? What's the plan? U stands for understanding. Now, some might call this empathy. Others call this self-awareness. What it really means is you must totally understand yourself and your strengths, your team and its strengths, and the situation that you're currently in. And here's the real nub. You will never have all the answers, and that's okay. You get very comfortable moving with only part of the answer and then moving forward without a complete deck of information. You must be understanding with a bit of understanding because paralysis is not in your vocabulary. Now, R means resilience because here's the truth. You are going to be knocked around, knocked down, kicked, yelled at, never complimented, and you must have the strength to get back up every single day, every single week, every single month, and every single year with absolutely no thank you. That is what resilience is for a leader. Now, A stands for accountability. And accountability, I understand, has several meanings. So for me, it means own it. Specifically, you own the mistakes, the errors, and the delays. But you never own the successes and accolades. You give those away. And this can be exceptionally hard. You own the bad parts and you give away the best parts. And while it is difficult, especially in the beginning, as you become a better leader, it is the most liberating and exhilarating feeling you will ever have. Now, G stands for guts and gall. And what I'm going for here is you must be comfortable with having a backbone and standing firm, knowing when to say no, standing in your own power, staying humble, but being firm in your conviction. That's guts. E stands for enthusiasm. You set the standards, the speed, and the level. Frankly, if you feel shitty, the team feels shitty. If you feel low, the team feels low. So you always find a way to amp up your own energy. You learn to be situationally in tune because your enthusiasm is contagious. Now you see why I say courage. C-O-U-R-A-G-E. That is my definition of leadership. And as you can see, Leadership is not for the faint of heart. As I said earlier, you are not crazy. There is a better way of leading, except the responsibility doesn't rest with one person because one person is not a superhero. The responsibility rests with all of us. You can be part of the uprising to change the world. You can play a role in changing our view of leadership. And I promise you, you can be a superhero to another human being. Because when we want to see a change in the world, the first thing, the best thing we can do is change ourselves and then get out there and be the change. That's my few thoughts about leadership. I'll see you 
in the next blogcast. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts: the Psychology Digest, the Technology Digest, the Self Improvement Digest, and Daily Business News. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.